passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It is time to get caught up with the cards on your I Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Jason Kurtz. So much to get to this week. The high-flying Redbirds are back down to earth. Nolan Arenado reaching new heights. Is Jack headed to Arenado's former stomping ground? And does Matt Carpenter have a new tool? So the high-flying Redbirds back down to earth. I mean, this is why we can't have nice things. A week ago, we were ready to put the Cardinals in the World Series. We're talking about a potential rematch with the Red Sox. We're talking about how they had the best record in the National League. They had jumped in the standings, in the rankings, from 15 to 6, according to MLB.com. We got all kinds of cocky. And you know what? They went out to San Diego and, well, they got swept out of there like a dust pile of puppy fur and sunflower seed shells. First of all, San Diego, no offense, Ron Burgundy, but I, I did some research. I looked it up. That is not German for a whale's anything. However, uh, you know, the Cardinals were exposed a little bit in San Diego. We talk about the teams that the Redbirds are going to have to deal with if they're going to make something of themselves this season. The Padres are one of those teams. Uh, this is a team they're going to have to go through or get by if they want to make any hay in the National League come playoff time. It's the team that bounced them from the playoffs a year ago. They went out to California this weekend, played the Padres three times, lost them all. They were outscored 23 to 10. I mean, the highlight of the entire series was Yadier Molina throwing a guy out from his knees on Sunday night. But uh, the high-flying Redbirds have been knocked off their perch. They're now 24-18, and 18, which is fourth in the National League. Uh, and to be honest, things would be better for the Cardinals if, if California just fell off the map, if the whole West Coast just dropped into the Pacific Ocean, because your top three teams are San Francisco, San Diego and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals are actually tied with the Dodgers, but the the three teams that are ahead of them in the standings looking up are all from California. Uh, but all is not lost. It's uh, still just May. The Cardinals still possess a two-and-a-half game lead in the National League Central. Uh, they did win last night, snapping the losing streak and taking care of the Pirates in the series opener 5-2. to two. You know, but the, the Pirates are... Are, are not the Padres. The Padres are a contender. And they didn't even have Fernando Tatis Jr., son of former Redbird Fernando Tatis. Uh, he didn't play. The Padres as a whole are down a bunch of guys. They got COVID issues out there. Uh, and the Cardinals still couldn't hang with them throughout the weekend. So, you know, sort of a litmus test. Sort of a, you know, see where we're at. Uh, and the Cardinals were not up for the challenge 
at this point. Again, just May. Plenty of ball to be played still. A major problem is walks. I don't mean earning them. I mean issuing them. The Cardinals have handed out 186 free passes this season. Uh, most in baseball and not a category you really want to be leading in. I don't care what level of baseball it is. My son plays travel baseball. He's nine years old and they walk a ton of guys. It's the fastest way to get removed from a game. It's the fastest way to fall behind in the game. My father used to tell me, get the first guy every inning. Cardinals are putting the first guy on base some of the time. Walks will kill you. You can't defend against the walk. That's another baseball adage. When you're just putting guys on base and starting the merry-go-round, very infrequently do good things develop. It's a recipe for disaster, and right now it's a, uh, it's a major problem. The coaches on my kids' team say, make them earn it. Make the hitters earn it. Well, when you're walking, guys, uh, they're not earning it. And it's been a problem. It's something that they're absolutely going to have to rectify. You don't argue balls and strikes much in Major League Baseball. I know Mike Schilt said that the battle for the strike zone in the first two games of the series with the Padres was a battle they did not win. Uh, But it was humbling. It was humbling to see a team that was red hot go out there to California to take on a team that we know they're going to have to contend with and to not be able to eke out a single win. Uh, It was disheartening, to say the least. Not disheartening, however, has been the play of Nolan Arenado uh, reaching new heights. He's in a hot streak right now. Uh, Is it a burner that he's about to go on? We'll have to wait and see, but he's homered in his last four games. He now has 10 on the year. He was one of the bright spots. I said that Molina throwing a guy out on his knees was the highlight uh, of the Padres series, and in some ways it was. But another highlight was Arenado. He had a home run in every game. He hit one again. Tuesday night against the Pirates. So he has 10. Uh, The leaders in the National League are a pair of Bravos, Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman. They each have 12. So there's Arenado with 10 within striking distance. He's hitting 307. Seventh best batting average in the National League. He's got 32 ribbies and 50 hits. Both of those are second in the NL. So Arenado is giving you everything and then some uh, with the stick. And, of course, he's playing that gold glove defense at third base. He makes everything look so effortless, too. It's not even the spectacular plays. I mean, his spectacular plays look routine. It's one quick step, a quick fire. He hits Goldschmidt in the chest almost every time. He's an absolutely naturally gifted infielder, baseball player, third baseman. And, you know, sometimes it's the little things because you talk about great defense. Sometimes it's stuff that doesn't even show up. I'll give you an example. There was a play in the Padres game. Batter for San Diego hits one down the line, third base, and it's rolling. Okay? Molina comes out, and with the gloved hand on the left side, he's ushering and uttering and suggesting that Arenado should let that ball go foul. Arenado, meanwhile, is charging in, and he is reading the spin on the baseball, recognizes that it's going to roll foul. If it stays fair, he has no play. So he watches the ball. It rolls foul. And he picks it up. In the record books, in the stats, it's a strike. Nothing more than a strike. But were he not savvy? Were Molina not savvy? That's a base hit. And over 162 games, that type of stuff adds up. That's one of the beautiful things about seeing, uh, you know, Yachty behind the plate and Arenado over there at third base. It's the same thing at first base with Goldschmidt. But between Yachty and Arenado, 17 combined gold gloves. Each the most among active players at their positions. 
Pudge Rodriguez has the most behind the plate all time. Brooks Robinson has the most at third base all time. But Yadi has nine. Arenado has eight. They're still active, very much so. And that's the little stuff that if you really enjoy the game of baseball that you kind of watch, it's small. Um, it's the spin of a baseball. It's a couple of guys who have been around the game for a very, very long time recognizing that and you know gaining an inch over the opposition. Unfortunately, it, it didn't mean much in that game or the series as a whole because, as we said, the Padres won them all. But uh, it, it was enjoyable to see, and that's something that you know real baseball guys, gym rats, they, they understand that type of stuff. Uh, and it's sort of a, a fraternity, just understanding the game and those little nuances, those tiny little things. Um, but that's Arenado at third base, and you know he's been great there, and he's been phenomenal with the stick. People often talk, oh, would there be a Coors hangover? You know, the high altitude playing in Denver. How would he swing the bat in St. Louis, not getting a chance to play half his games in that altitude? Well, you know what? I don't really believe it. Uh, I don't believe in it. Yeah, a guy might play in Colorado, and his stats might be slightly inflated, but there's only two things you can do with the bat. You can either hit or you can't hit. And our Renato can flat out swing the bat. He's a guy that can flat out hit. That guy hits everywhere. I don't care if it's Los Angeles, Boston, Miami, Detroit, Texas, St. Louis, Colorado. No one Arenado wakes up and swings the bat. Uh, and that's what he's doing this year. No one's surprised. There is no course Field hangover. And uh, he looks great. The problem is Redbirds need uh, some other guys to chip in. The team as a whole right now is flat and hurt. Tyler O'Neill is hurt. Has some sort of hand injury sustained, sliding headfirst into second base. Um, Paul DeYoung is hurt. He has a rib situation. So, yeah, they're not at full capacity. But you know what? Like we said, neither were the Padres, and, and they played through it. So uh, St. Louis needs more guys to play, like Nolan Arenado, who is looking just fine outside of Coors. And speaking of Coors, is that where Jack Flaherty's headed? To uh, Nolan Arenado's old stomping grounds. I, uh, no trade. I'm not suggesting that, uh, you know, the Redbird ace slides from St. Louis to Colorado. What I'm saying is that's where the All-Star game is. And right now, Jack Flaherty is 7-0, and best record in baseball. He has to be in the conversation for guys that might get the ball and toe the rubber in the All-Star game. I suspect that, you know, all signs point to Jacob deGrom, who's just insane. He's hurt right now, but when he's healthy, he's in a different kind of a group and different kind of a class. I mean, it's deGrom and everyone else. I think Jack would even tell you that. Um, but Flaherty's seven and zero, and his ERA is uh, dropping steadily. It was as high as twelve point four six after the season opener. Then it was five point two three, down to three point eighteen, two eight three. It's now two point four seven. So the ERA is coming down. The record is going up. And will he get the ball and toe the rubber to start the All Star game for the National League? I would suspect probably not. I still think Degrom is the guy. But I imagine Flaherty will be selected and we'll see some time in the All-Star game uh, in Arenado's old stomping grounds, which will be nice because I think Arenado will be there as well. So that will be a fun moment for those two guys. I think the Cardinals will have a bunch of guys at that All-Star game, the way things are going, Molina included. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. We still have you know about six weeks till we get there. Um, but right now, Flaherty is in the conversation to pitch and maybe even start. And speaking of guys that uh, can pitch... You know, I say this tongue-in-cheek, but it was fun to see uh, Matt Carpenter out there on the hill, was it not? Um, you know, he came into a game Saturday, a game that was uh, had already been decided, and the issue was not in doubt. Cardinals just needed to eat some innings. So occasionally you'll see that across baseball. 
when games are either long, like extra innings, or if they're not competitive, you'll see some position players take take the hill. And uh, Matt Carpenter made his first appearance uh, as a major league pitcher. He goes one and a third, gave up two hits, no runs. His ERA is a 0.00. So uh, statistically speaking, he's the greatest carpenter to ever pitch for the Cardinals. Again, tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, we know what Chris Carpenter's done. We talked about him in a recent podcast when he celebrated his birthday. So Matt Carpenter is not Chris Carpenter. But you know what? Cardinal haters or Cardinal lovers who are upset right now, you know, it's going to be very easy to say, well, Matt Carpenter's not hitting, so we, uh, you know, might as well let him pitch. It's kind of true. He's uh, been ice cold. He has seven hits on the year, three homers. He had two in back-to-back games off the bench. We saw that. He's got 10 RBI, but he's hitting a buck oh nine. Uh, I feel badly for him. I do. Uh, I've not met Matt Carpenter personally. I've been up close and personal with him a little bit at some spring training events. But based on what I've seen and what I've heard other guys say, interviews that have been done, stories that have been written, he seems like a genuinely good dude. He seems really well-liked in the team, good family man. So he's a guy you kind of want to root for. Um, and he's struggling right now. He's lost at the plate. He's having trouble getting on the field. Uh, and it's not clicking for him. So, you know, we wish him well, but it, it was cute to see him out there on the bump. And, uh, you know, he had a funny line after the game. He said, my sister texted me and said, now when people ask her, oh, your brother is the carpenter that plays for the Cardinals, the pitcher, Carpenter said, she can say yes now. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Carpenter now has one major league appearance towing the rubber. It was a fun moment. It would be a lot more fun if he uh, started swinging the bat, but, you know, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, That is it, guys, for this week of your I Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. I thank you for listening. As always, keep downloading, keep sharing, keep listening. Uh, And until we speak again, I have one thing to say and one thing only. Hashtag Go Redbirds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.